Yeah. Right. Episode 34. Wow. This feels weird three weeks in a row. Is it three weeks in a row? I think so. It's two weeks in a row and we skipped a week. And then it was a week. So we're trying out, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give you a teaser, a preview of sorts of testing out Facebook Live here with our podcast. And it seems to be working. Perfect. So if you have any questions during this uh, trial period, leave them in the comments. We'll get to them. We're going to cut it off in about five minutes. And then you have to listen to the rest of the podcast. Download it on your favorite uh, podcast player. Whether I use uh, Podcast Republic, iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud. Of course, we'll post it on bluegrassmma.com as well. And I probably need to turn that sound off. going crazy. Yes. <laughs> but last week, we, you and I both uh, went up to Akron, Honor Fighting Championship number two. I did commentary. You did the results for Bluegrass MMA and then uh, wrote up some articles after that. What an event. I mean, just quick re- quick thoughts. That was the first honor event for both of us. Neither one of us made it to the first one. But, man, the I talked to Jeremy Caudill afterwards, who's the promoter, and uh, he just basically talked about how he's a wrestling promoter, and he brought some of his wrestling promotion tactics to MMA, and you could definitely see it with the production and you know some of the fighters and things like that. I thought that was awesome. Absolutely was. I love production as i've always said um hard rock knows i've always said this i'm all about the lights and not about the fights (laughs) i love production it brings a whole nother level to a show and him being a wrestling background putting on ocw events for many years bringing that that flair to a mma show it was noticeable i liked it a lot and uh, you're starting to see a lot of promotions kind of kind of get the grasp of that because you want fans to recognize it as a brand and they're paying 30, 40 bucks tickets, even right. more if they're buying a table. You know, you want to put them, put on a good show, not just inside the cage, but also outside the cage. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was a great show. Um, just see, being able to see it from the commentary booth, the place was packed. Um, we, I mean, we got there, what, an hour and a half early, and the place was already, there was already a line out the door, people trying to get in. And this is after they lost their main event the day before, Isaiah Chapman, of course, you know, got sick and unable to make weight. Uh, so that was a fight that people were really looking forward to, but I don't think that anybody got the the, the memo that he <laughs> that he right. wasn't fighting. So people were still pumped to see. One of the things, that, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, there was a lot of people there, but it wasn't the most raucous crowd. It wasn't. For how tight and how close-knit that venue is, especially in the summer, it can get hot. Wait, well, why would you get in trouble for saying that? I got in trouble for saying that before, <laughs> that the fans weren't loud. <laughs> but that's not what I'm saying. It just was a very relaxed, calm atmosphere. People, of course, got loud when their fighter came out, but it wasn't like it was a crazy atmosphere the whole time. But it was still an amazing crowd. I mean, you look at the videos, go up on Fight TV and look at the check out the, the replay of the stream. Uh, of course, listen to my beautiful voice the whole time. <laughs> but you can see the crowd in the background. It was great. I mean, just the production value, seeing Mike Moran doing the the producing behind the scenes. Mike was on on his probably best game ever, getting replays of everything. We had a really, early on in the night, we had a really uh, blatant cup shot, and he caught it immediately, like two so, seconds into the fight. <laughs> from my angle, I couldn't see the cup shot. I heard the crowd go, ooh. You yeah. Know? But then I turned to turn around to watch one of the TVs, 
I caught it too late. Was it an actual piece yeah, from my was, point of view? It didn't look legit. It was a, I don't even remember which fight it was, but it was definitely just straight up the middle. Like it was like he punted and yeah, it was pretty bad. Poor guy. He didn't even take the full five minutes. He took what, maybe a minute. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen some pretty bad ones that none of them are, are good ones. I don't think, but right. Yeah. I mean that the, uh, of course, Josh Roller picking up the win in the main event, moving up to four and one. You had, um, uh, Andrew Law coming back. Impressive outing from Law. Yeah. And then just the amateurs, just the talent level of the amateurs on, I mean, Honor is setting themselves up to have a really good year with a ton of amateur fighters and guys that are, you know, 3-0, 4-0, experienced records. And guys from all over the place, too. There weren't really even any strong style fighters on the card, but there were some guys some guys from Evolve, a bunch of guys from Erie PA, Three, three Elements, Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. Bunch of guys from Aries, Dave, Dave Graff, Jim. Of course, forgetting plenty of other ones, but uh, Victory MMA had a, a handful of fighters. I think three fighters uh, went three and zero on the night, including Andrew Law's win. So, yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing that going up to Northeast Ohio, you see a completely different group of fighters than what you see when we've been going to a lot of events in Kentucky, and. Uh, just interesting to see a lot of those gems on the same card and and match and Scott Corbin matchmaker of the year Scott Corbin getting his award on Saturday but putting together yet another great card. Yeah, so we uh, received our our Bluegrass MMA award plaques in the mail finally, and we was able to hand out three of those this past weekend in the Honor Fighting Championship too. One to Scott Corbin, also got to hand out uh, the award to Max Meese and Brian Hauser, who happens to be fighting this weekend. Making his pro debut, and there's an article up on Bluegrass MMA right now. You know, he predicted he won the amateur knockout of the year last year, and he's predicting a first round knockout in his pro debut. So maybe trying to get that pro knockout of the year as well. Right, <laughs> that would be nice. He's also fighting uh, uh, Jarrell Hodges on that card too, main event, taking on Saeed Jacob in the main event. So that should be that's a heck of a card. I'm kind of sad that I'm missing it, uh, and it's actually not going to be streaming. I was talking to Matt Montalvo. So maybe be able to watch some of the stream from Hard Rock down in Shepherd. Are his fights normally streamed? They typically are, uh, but I guess he's not streaming this one. And Hard Rock's not streaming this weekend either. So if you want to watch local fights, you have to go get out and watch local fights. I'm not sure. Uh, the other event this weekend is Hoosier. And I don't think that they've been streaming either because they, no, they don't stream their fights. TV deal. Right. In right. Chicago. We talked about that last week. So. If you're in Northwest Ohio, up by Toledo area, you got to go get to New League fights. If you're in Indiana, Hoosier. If you're in Kentucky, you got Hard Rock. So busy weekend this weekend. Yeah, we don't have too many weekends like that where there's event, multiple events going on. Yeah, the first really busy weekend for us in a while since yeah. maybe like the weekend after thing, the first weekend of December when people were trying to get those last ditch events in. No, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to be going down to Shepherdsville, Kentucky for Hard Rock MMA '96. You along with me. You'll be back in the broadcast booth once again. Yeah, me and Kelly Patrick. Yes. Good old Kelly Patrick. Tons of fights down there at Hard Rock. Um, but not to get away from Honor Fighting, I, I just don't want to kind of glance over that. One of the things that I really like, too, is he kind of announced his lineup for the rest of the year. And he's talking about doing two shows that I would really like to attend. One, he mentioned he's going to do like an all-day event where it's going to be wrestling in the afternoon. Then they have a like rock concert. Yep. And then after the rock concert, have the MMA event. So all day event now. I don't Up know. At Nautica, Jacob's Pavilion. Cleveland. Was that at Nautica? That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. It's not Nautica. August, yeah. Okay, I thought that was a separate event at Nautica. Yeah, 
They're going to do that event in August, I believe. They're back at Chaparral's in March, end of March. Uh, then, I forget the venue, but then they're doing an event in May, I want to say. And then an event in June, right. and then August. I thought it was the one in June was the one that had the multiple events. And you said August. We'll August. have to clarify. Yeah, yeah we'll, <laughs> anyways. But no, the, uh, the Jacobs Nautical Center in Cleveland, amazing venue. That's the first time uh, I think I ran into you. Up there was that event, yeah. Fight Night in the Flats Nine. I think the first event that we went, we both were at was uh, the uh, you're right, it was that was which was like a couple of months before that, and then I got banned from the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good times, McKinney. Good good times, yeah. No, that uh, yeah, that's gonna be a great, I mean, I mean, for a promotion like that to come on their second event and already be putting on shows like what we saw, it's awesome, yes. And one of the cool things that they did, Honor, you know, is is in the name. They're very patriotic. Um, I'm sure if you watch any of his videos that he's put out leading up to this event, you'll yeah, know that he's very On the patriotic. motorcycle. Yeah, on the motorcycle. They brought a kid in who was getting ready to enlist in the Army, and they had his had him do his induction right there in the center of the cage before the event I started. I thought they were. I was going to try to get them to have you do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the Army would Swear into the take Army. me. <laughs> That was that was different, you know. You don't. I've never seen that before in an event. Yeah, it, it was really interesting. And in the, I don't know how all that works. Uh, my sister was in the navy, um, but yeah. See, I don't the the whole um, swearing in. And then they said he has a chance to because he wants to go. He wants to be a green beret. Correct. Uh, and yeah, and I had two military veterans sitting next next to me, or at least one. Uh, doing commentary. Norm no, there Carrera. were seven of them. I just mix. You just make them up. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but Norm Carrero, who was in the military, so that was pretty cool to see. And they had everybody that was there that was a, a military member. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, go too far into the whole. You know, of course, I I always stand for the flag, but don't lie. I saw you kneeling over there. Yeah, I was kneeling. <laughs> uh, I. I can understand why people, if you don't want to, that's your prerogative. And the best part about living in America is that you have that option. You don't have to stand for the flag. You don't have to praise the president, supreme leader, whoever. I just think that it's crazy, the people, the everybody. And of course, we're going to get tons of flack for this. But I just, for me. You are, not me. For me. <laughs> for, for me. The Direct thing your I hate love, mail to us. No, the M. thing McKinney. I love most about this country is that you have you have that freedom to to stand, you have the freedom to sit, and but at the end of the day, the, the reason why you have that freedom is because of the military, because we have the the country protected. We have the best military in the world. Correct. But I believe that we still do have that right to do whatever you want, and it's your prerogative. Like I said, I stand, but you can do whatever you want. I can understand why, if you want to try to make a statement, it's not necessarily a statement against the military to kneel for the flag, to kneel the flag. People turned it into something completely different than what it what it is and what it was supposed to be, uh, as I'm sure we are already getting the hate mail. Um, yes. We've actually received three we'll, already. We'll move away from politics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We're, like I said, at the beginning of this, we're only going to do a quick snapshot of our podcast that we're recording live simultaneously as, as we're recording this live on Facebook. We're going to cut this off of Facebook Live now. If you want to listen to the rest of it, download the podcast later this evening. But before we cut off the stream here on Facebook, I want to reiterate this weekend, we got three events going down. 
Dave and myself will be at Hard Rock MMA 96, which takes place in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. You have Hoosier Fight Club 33 going on, I believe, in Michigan City. Michigan City, yeah. Yes. Blue Chip Casino. Yes, Blue Chip Casino. And then, of course, New League Fight Series, which takes place at... I don't know the name of the Holiday hotel. Holiday Inn and Suites, or uh, uh, Quality Inn and Suites in Montpelier, Ohio. Yes. Awesome venue if you've never been there. Great, yeah, absolutely. All this information and more can be found on bluegrassmma.com. And again, subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to the rest of this later. Until then, everybody take care. And if you are have listened to... Too late. <laughs> if you, no, I'm just saying if, oh. you've, if you're still listening, hopefully people didn't think that was the end of the, pod, the podcast as a whole. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's something we're check- we're trying out. We've done some streaming on Facebook and things before, uh, but definitely just keep up to keep up with us. I wanted to also give us a shout out uh, Instagram. We have been we stepped our Instagram game up this past considerably. Week. Follow us at Bluegrass MMA. Of course, where I think we have a uh, we need a separate Pinterest game up too. I always make a joke about that because you do. I think it was before I even started with Bluegrass. I remember you mentioning <laughs> yes. Bluegrass MMA Pinterest on old back in the day Bluegrass MMA Live, and it just stuck with me. And I thought that was funny that Bluegrass would have a Pinterest. The one thing I always hate about Pinterest is you can never tell who uh, or when you last posted. So if you wanted to like go scope on somebody's profile, you don't know when they uh, last posted the last pin. It's one oh. thing I always hate it. But when I was doing social media for businesses, it was nice because you didn't have to worry about. Well, I pinned four times this week. Here's the dates. You don't have to worry about wow. that because there's no dates associated with it. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I haven't been on Pinterest in probably a good year or so, so I don't know if that's changed or not. Literally did not know that. I've yeah. Angie's the Pinterest. Pinterest yeah. queen with the recipes. Vegetarian so recipes. If you have any vegetarian recipes, send them my way at MMA McKinney. I'll have Angie make them for me. So I was posting. Um, this would kind of give us a date here. I was posting all the articles as they were happening onto Pinterest, and the last article that was posted was IT Fight Series 30, Ohio versus Georgia. Well, but they that was what 2015, and then they January 31st. Like, that was a that was three years ago today. Yeah, David McKinney. Yeah, they uh, and then they they did like I think they got to like 39 that year, and then jumped. Yeah. To like 71, then their next event was like 39, and then 71. So. <laughs> not confusing at all. No, not confusing. Or at sixty all. or fifty. I don't. I don't know what the number was, but they jumped like twenty some events because Scott Sheely wanted to incorporate all of the total number of events that he's had. Yeah, he's had several promotions. Um, I don't know if you saw in your timeline today, but this day three years ago, we got our award from IT Fight Series. Oh yeah, for being the best media group. Wonder if they still think that. Let's <laughs> uh, ask Aaron. Yeah. Oh, you we should now. take it. We <laughs> should take it to uh, to the next event and just use that as our entrance into the arena. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Alliance MMA event at uh, March third. So, but yeah, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about honor. We talked briefly about honor. Um, not to get off topic with that, but we're going to try to do a recap of last week and then a preview of some of the events this weekend. Um, Josh Roller winning. The biggest thing for me that really stood out in that fight was. You know, former Division One wrestler, or Division Two—I forget whichever division—but former collegiate wrestler at Notre Dame College, and he's the way that he has turned into a true mixed martial artist, a purple belt in jujitsu, I believe now at this point. But his striking is a thing to me that continues to really uh, put.
put him into that next level of fighters in the state of Ohio. And the thing that I pinpointed, and I'm glad you put it in the article, it was started with a nasty uppercut, and then he just started flurrying. And, of course, yep. wrestling roots come out. He goes for that double leg and gets the takedown, and then it takes uh, Brandon Webb's back, eventually chokes him out, gets the uh, rear naked choke. But it was set up with the striking. It was. And that was the that was a beautiful display of pu- putting it all together. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's the biggest thing that I think that a lot of wrestlers in the sport really, you it looks, uh, I don't want to say robotic, but putting it together and, and making those transitions from pure striking to wrestling to jujitsu, that's the biggest thing in that now. Not that I mean, Josh. I think that that was his best performance. I've seen most of his fights, and that was by far his best performance against a really tough guy in Brandon Webb, who himself was coming off of a I think eleven month layoff, hadn't fought in a while. Right. Um, had some tough times getting fights down in uh, Georgia. Came up to Georgia, came up to Ohio, and fought one of the best up and coming hundred forty five pounders in the state. And I think that now that puts Josh. We were we were talking about this. Uh, who the top you know, 145 pounders in the state are that puts Josh up there. I think with Cody Stevens, Antonio Castillo, Frank Caraballo. And I think Josh is probably up there. I mean, he might have, he might even be number one or two. I don't know. You can rank those guys, whatever way you want to rank them, but right. I'd love to see him fight any of those guys. No, I would too. And I think it could possibly happen. I know it, it feels like Castillo is always up for the challenge. Always open to fight anybody. Yeah, he just announced that he's fighting at uh, Bayfront Brawl, though. So he did. Well, Roller just fought, so maybe this fight can take place later yeah. this year. Let's talk to uh, Nicole yeah. Castillo. That'd be a good fight. That'd be uh, that would be a, a good really fight. really good fight. Yeah. Um, but he looked great, and probably like I said, probably the best that I've seen in a long time. And a guy that took a loss in his pro debut and now is just yeah four fight winning yeah, streak four in a row. Three of four came by rear naked choke too. Yeah, and then co-main event Andrew Law really just looked like again probably the best performance. Oh, absolutely! And taking on a guy and Mickey Marsak who himself was on a hot streak, three straight wins, three straight. I think all all three via submission. I can't remember if they were first round submission or not, but three straight wins via submission. Andrew Law's coming in fourteen months, hasn't been in the cage, dealt with a ton of injuries. Mm Came out and looked like he hadn't taken a day off at right. all. Looked he looked like, phenomenal. Yeah. I was very impressed by his his outing, like you said, taking 14 months off. And he made it seem so easy. And like I think the best part that I liked about it was his mentality. When he was walking to the cage, yeah. during the fight, before it started, and then afterwards, it felt like he was very comfortable inside there. That was the thing when I talked to him leading up to the fight. He really stressed was that having that time off gave him time to kind of reset and focus more on the mental aspect of the game. And you even talked to him after we, we, you, it was mostly your conversation, but I kind of stepped in at the <laughs> end of it, but you were talking to him about his walkout song. Yeah. And he said, I used to use uh, Beck's loser, but he wanted to switch it up and really just wanted something kind of in the same vein, not something that's going to like a, Disturbed or uh, right. uh, Eminem or something that's going to go like crazy, like hard rock music. He wanted something more laid back. And uh, what was I forgot the song? It was, was lit. I forget the name oh, of the song. Uh, my but it was lit song. Yeah, yeah, my own So a '90s throwback, and it was a uh, not a hard hard rock song, but a no, more no, no. like an alt rock type of song. Um, 
but definitely a, a cool. I mean, I don't know if I could probably just pick a song that uh, describes him better. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, just the just the not necessarily the lyrics, but the mood of the song, right? And I think that really it was. I mean, you saw just a laser focused like guy who looked like he was born to be in there in that fight and big win six straight wins now six, yeah. of course you know the one asterisk with the one being via disqualification but he was dominating that fight that he you know won via dq right um but he's a guy who you know maybe gets another couple wins and maybe gets a crack at a bellator ufc i think that i would love to see him back on honor fc card here i would pretty too soon and and the in the short time in the short term um I know that the next card in March, I talked to Scott Corbin, it's already starting to fill up fast, so not 100% sure if he's going to be on that one. But That might be a quick turnaround for him. Yeah. I mean, he's but then already, again, he didn't spend long in the cage this time. Yeah. He's already uh, uh, in the top two or three in the state of Ohio in the rankings. So see who they can uh, maybe find for him next fight out. No, absolutely. And then uh, in the amateur side, I was very impressed, and I was – unbeknownst to me until I talked to you, I just assumed Ben Meese was related to all the Meeses, but all the Meeses aren't related from up Yeah, I don't know which one. I At this point, I know that... I know Austin Meese is the son of Bob Meese, who's the uncle of Cody Garbrandt. So Austin wouldn't be his cousin. I don't think any of the other ones are related to him. But I I don't know. We could be wrong. That's what yeah, I've just yeah. been told. <laughs> um, ben Meese, he won his fight. He was uh, earlier on in the evening. Yeah. After he won his fight, he got on the uh, mic in his post fight interview and asked called for a out. Title shot. Yeah. As for the amateur <laughs> welterweight title shot against the winner of uh, Braden Liggett and, uh, and Dorrance Butler. But KO for, Butler. Why does he go by KO? That's not his, his legit name. That's his nickname, nickname, right? Yeah, right. KO. Yeah. Why don't you go by KO Valley? TKO Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous um, decision Valley. <laughs> yeah. But that's his nickname, KO. Which I, I assumed, but I saw man. KO. I don't know if it was on the official fire database. I saw KO. I'm like, wait, I didn't think Ohio put nicknames. No, his name on the official, I think it has a nickname on there, but Maybe it's that's what I saw his it. name is Dorns. Dorns? No, what I saw it was on the uh, fight card that they printed off at the yeah. venue. On his uh, Facebook page, it says KO Butler, too. Either way. Anyways, nonetheless, uh, Brandon Leggett ended up Braden, Braden, yeah. Braden ended up winning the fight. So it would be nice to see if the promotion puts that fight together. And Leggett, happen. well, the, the kind of backstory was Meese had lost to Butler in his last fight. It was the last fight for both of them mm-hmm. last year. So there's potential for that rematch, but Leggett came in and won. So, right. And you, of course, need to be coming off of a win to fight for a title in Ohio. Um, but Leggett was p- p- probably one of the most... I mean, polished strikers as an amateur as I've seen in a long time. Just looked. He looked really good. Utilized, I mean, probably six foot two, 170 pounds, utilized his jab effectively, which I love. I mean, there's nothing that makes me happier, feel more clean (laughs) inside, and and make myself smile than a fighter who uses a jab in in MMA. Because nobody ever uses it. And especially a guy that has the length and the reach uh, that Liggett does at 170 pounds, and he just kept. K.O. Butler on the outside the whole fight. And Butler, you could see him starting to really get frustrated and desperate and start to wing bombs and, and just try to get go for the knockout, whereas Liggett was just picking him apart the whole fight. So that was a good fight. That was. was probably my favorite fight of the night, even though there was a little bit of booze from the crowd. But I don't think that – I think that might have been fans of K.O. Butler. Uh, but that was a just a great back-and-forth fight. 
There was, yeah, I had a bunch of K.O. Butler fans right by me, and that's where a lot of the booze I felt were coming from. And then uh, Jamal McLean looked yep. good. I think he's 4-0 now, or 5-0. He's 4-0. Yeah. Yeah, both those fight. Uh, that was the amateur main event, him versus uh, Chris Fatigue. What a last name. I yeah. bet he gets tired of people saying <laughs> jokes about fatigue, especially guys in the gym. Like you just said. Yeah. He gets tired of it. <laughs> You probably didn't even realize you said that, did you? I did, but I didn't think you'd make the correlation to that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I did. I'm happy. But yeah, both those guys went to the main event, uh, amateur main event, 3 0. Is this Titanic that you're watching on TV, by the way? Um, I just saw Leonardo DiCaprio kissing somebody, so I always assume every Leonardo. Why are you watching Lifetime? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked scenes. in, I came home, and uh, you I said everything. I was watching up. Lifetime yesterday. No, I was hitting a bunch of channels. I was trying to get a twelve twenty, which is a true TV you for watching, uh, Impractical the Christmas Jokers. Prince? Impractical Jokers, man, oh. it's my show. And I guess I got watching some Hallmark movies or something on Lifetime. Anyway, here are little people, big worlds coming on. How do you know about this show? I don't you know, watch I the just, channel? I see little people, and I assume that <laughs> it's a big. How world. many little people shows are there? I don't know. A ton. Anyway, Three? Honor FC. That was a great show. I'm trying to set the mood here for you, Davey. Watching a lifetime, yes. Watching women get beat. <laughs> what kind of mood is that supposed to set? <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, yeah. So that was Honor Fighting Championship too. All around great event. Glad that we got to take the time to go out there. Yeah, they, the hospitality and the just the professionalism, and seeing how that show was run just as a second show from our promotion. But they have people behind the scenes that have done shows before. They have. Which, very smart move from Jeremy Caudill. Oh, absolutely. Uh, putting a great team together. team that has been around local MMA knows how promotions and events are supposed to run. Um, but just a great, great team. Um, and also, I got to work with a couple of people on commentary who had never done commentary before, and both guys did great. Uh, Norm Carrero and Jose Burgos. Uh, Shout show. out to them. Yeah. The, Jose... His breakdown of the technique on the ground, even striking, was fantax- fantabulous. Fantabulous. Now, was there anything that you learned from this weekend from either one of them that you're going to take and apply to your future commentary jobs? No, I don't learn anything from anybody. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that you know was nice for me was I didn't have to throw out as much. I didn't. I mean, I was just kind of there setting them up. A lot of times when I do commentary, I'm doing a lot more play-by-play and talking about the actual fights. This one I was saying, you know, fighter A in the blue shorts, fighter B in the red shorts, there you go. Talk. And they started, and they did a great job. So it was a, a little different for me. I kind of took a back seat, which I was fine with. I was just watching the fights. And I, there, I would go 30 seconds out talking. I would throw out stuff like 30 seconds left. Oh, who do you think won that round? It made my job a lot easier. But both guys did a really good job and it was nice having two guys that have both have fighting experience in there as well now we talked about last podcast about the difference between two and three people in the commentary booth yeah there was three this weekend with you three three is a bit rough yeah it's it's tough but you can make it work and i think the the biggest thing is that three it takes a lot longer to gel with all three guys and there's always somebody that there's not enough words for everybody to to talk. It's just like saying like a in basketball, there's only one basketball. You can't have three stars. So someone has to kind of be a role player. That's what I did. I mean, I just said the, not, I don't want to say basic, but I, I did, I kind of did a lot of the setups. Right. Um, for the fights and, you know, mentioned 
you know, make sure you watch us on fight TV. And that's where a lot of the like sponsorships and stuff, um, which we didn't have any sponsor reads for this show, but that's where a, a lot of that, you know, just do the, the kind of grunt work that, uh, you know, and then let's set the, set the other guys up to look good. There we go. But it was fun. I mean, uh, I always love doing commentary working with Mike Moran, great cameraman as well. Yes. Um, other than one in one of the fights, my it kind of threw me off. My head, my uh, headset went out, and I couldn't hear anything. So <laughs> I actually had to take my headset off to be able to hear. That was his cue for you to shut up. And then it was loud. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but great show. Uh, excited to go back. Quick turnaround this weekend and do commentary at Hard Rock ninety six. Yes, which goes down again at Shepherdsville, Kentucky, and I can never get this name right. Paraquet. 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 Paraquet Springs Conference Center. That's an awesome awesome venue, too, if you've never been there, by the way. Uh, I do love it. it great, is venue great venue for MMA. Yes. Perfect size. It's nice. It's not not too, too nice, not run down. It's probably one of the best venues that Hard Rock runs. That and then now the Northern Kentucky Convention Center is awesome. I do like the Northern Kentucky I've never been to the Bowling Green I'm not going to make it to this Bowling Green show either. Honestly, Bowling Green, Shepherdsville, they're very similar. Really? Yeah. Sloan Convention Center? Yeah. 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 I've never been there. That's too far. It is a haul. It is definitely a haul. I think it's like five hours. Yeah, 100 hours, I think. Yeah, 100 hours. I counted. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's like four from Cincinnati if you go straight through, but you always go to Lexington. Always, right? yeah. I meet up with yeah. Gary, and then we uh, travel down. quicker to... if you just drove straight through. Yeah, but if I'm meet with Gary and Lexington. I don't have to drive the rest of the way. That's true. So yeah. it's a yeah. give and take. Yeah. Yeah. So this weekend, Hard Rock MMA 96, we got 14 fights going down, being capped off in the main event. Uh, a fight that I'm really looking forward to now. Um, I didn't realize the amount of talking that was going on in it, but we have Ruben War from AFS Academy taking on longtime veteran BJ Ferguson out of Louisville Combat. Did you talk to BJ? I did. What did um, he say? I did not get so, a chance to read so that yet. Let me alone, Juan. Yeah. He said, don't <laughs> talk to me. Um, no, I tossed him a couple questions, getting ready to prepare an uh, article for this weekend. And um, I haven't had a chance to get to read it. I've been busy. I don't work all day today. But I'm looking forward to putting that article together, seeing what he has to say. But we, I did the Reuben War. He had a lot to say. Yes, he did. <laughs> he had a lot to say. He basically said, uh, "What the hype for the Fergusons? Because it's just it's BJ and Josh, and there's another one, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yep. Um, he doesn't believe in the hype of them. Um, and you you hear about his background. I mean, he was basically living in his car for a couple of years, driving around, going to different gyms, and he fought in like Hawaii. He's originally from California. Was in the Navy there. So did he drive his car to Hawaii? Yeah, drove his car to Hawaii. Yeah. But, I mean, he he was, I don't know how he got to Hawaii, but drove around. He was in Oklahoma at one point, Virginia at one point, uh, and then finally settled in Kentucky and originally went to Area 502. He and Phil Perkins, uh, I assume, didn't see eye to eye. So he moved, made the move to AFS Academy in Richmond, which is not necessarily all that close no. of a... I mean, it's not like a right down the street. It's a big, big hall, big difference, even in Kentucky. But he's a, I mean, living a kind of a nomad lifestyle. But he was basically homeless for a couple of years. And he talked about, he started out his career three and seven. And he was saying that he would work 70 hours a week, go cut weight, 
go back to work, go cut weight, weigh in, go back to work, get like an hour of sleep, have to work in the morning and then fight. That's how motivated and dedicated he, to the dream of fighting he was. That's crazy. But there's a little bit of trash talk in the uh, in the article. Go check it out on bluegrassmma.com. But he definitely uh, is an interesting guy. And since he's been with AFS, 6-1 and one record. Yeah, I saw his um, first fight here in the Tri-State was a Hard Rock MMA 74. Lost to Rob Covington, right? Yep, yeah. that's back in 2015. And that was before, I think he was with uh, uh, Area 502 at that point. I believe so. And then made the jump to uh, AFS and went out and fought in California one more time and then fought for V3, I believe. Yep. Uh, won that fight, beat uh, Jesse Sanderson, and then lost to Scott Heckman. And I'm doing this off memory while you're – I think you're looking at it. I am. <laughs> <laughs> lost to Scott Heckman, who – Scott's like 25 and 8 or something ridiculous. So no shame in losing to a guy like that. And then – has reeled off four straight wins under the Hard Rock banner to earn a title shot. Yes. Beat Charlie Stanford, beat Jacob Kilburn, who was previously undefeated. Ian Lawler and Braden Ward. Ian Lawler and Braden Ward. So a solid list of names there uh, went fighting for Hard Rock. Yeah, he's um, last time he fought was back in Shepherdsville last September when he beat Kilburn. Yeah. And that was a fight where after he won um, – I can't recall what what happened prior to that fight with Jacob, but some words were exchanged afterwards. Yeah, maybe something at weigh-ins. As well as during the fights. Someone there got was, called fat. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Watching too much Lifetime. Um, but he's taking on BJ, Bruce Ferguson Jr. Yes. And, of course, on the Ultimate Fighter. He was on the same season that his brother was on, right? Yeah. Season 14. Was it 14? I think it was season 14. And then I feel like it's way fought in that. Bellator as well. Yep. And but hasn't we haven't seen him fight in two and a half years. Yeah. Um so apparently Ruben Ward was calling out some of the top dogs in the state. And um BJ Ferguson, any of the Ferguson brothers really are are some of the top echelon fighters in the, yeah. so that in the state. The They're veterans. That was the reason why That's, this fight was set up. That's what I'm hearing. That's the rumbles on the street. Interesting. Yeah. That's a... In order to be the best, you got to beat the best, so yeah. to say. I mean, he, in the in the article that I wrote, Ruben War said he wants to be the best out of Kentucky. And he's, he's already fought top-notch fighters, and they're not going to match his uh, speed, agility, and heart. So really looking he's, forward he's to He's a fight. tough kid. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, has, you know, a really... Kind of grinding style, but he's not afraid to stand and trade either. No, like I saw him beat Charlie Stanford, and I was not expecting that. I mean, he I was Charlie's fast. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. Yeah, so he looked good in that fight. But Ferguson, we'll see. I mean, two and a half years off is a long time for a guy that to fight a guy that's been active that's younger than you. Ferguson, I think, is thirty six, and uh, 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 War is twenty nine. So right in his prime. Right. So, big test for Ruben War. Absolutely, and that's one of the. Uh, this is one of the fights I, I, I don't get this too often. Where like I really want to see this fight as a fan, yeah, and not just as a, a blogger, but as a fan, like I really want to see this fight. It'd be a good one. Yes, It'd be a really good one. I think that always a great crowd in she- in Shepherdsville. This February show for 
February uh, Super Bowl card for Hard Rock always seems to be one of their best of the year. Yes. So not only that main event, but also in the co-main event that night, Jacob Dorman is taking on a Van Camp brother. The Van Camp seem to be everywhere. Yeah. But yes, Kellen, who's making his pro debut. No. No, no. It's that, an amateur fight. Is that an amateur fight? Yeah, amateur fight. Oh, I was thinking. Amateur featherweight yep. title. Yep. Yeah. So Excuse that me should on be that good. One. Uh Combined sixteen and zero. Gary Gary was. I saw he was writing an article that said Dorman was seven and zero, but he's listed at six and zero. That's just. I mean, he might as well be seven and zero. Give him another fight. Toss another one on there. Let's make it eight now. <laughs> but Kellen has. Uh, he won the Hard Rock title last year, knocked out Clay Baker, and then the towards the end of last year bumped up to one fifty five, won the Coliseum Combat lightweight title on the same show that his brother bumped up a weight class, Cameron, and won the Hard Rock welterweight title. So he has Cameron Van Camp as a lightweight fighter, but has two welterweight titles right now. So they're both, interestingly, they're both the Hard Rock champ and the Coliseum combat champ. They're just trying to win all the B2. They they might be the Bluegrass MMA champ here pretty soon. (laughs) We put out titles. Right. Now, um, the Van Camps are there's there's something unique about it. Honestly, they remind me of which one's the oldest? <laughs> <laughs> Kellen. No, no, it's not he's Kellen. The he's the youngest, yeah. Um they remind me of the three Ferguson brothers. Yeah. When I was first getting into the MMA the local MMA scene here back in two thousand eleven. Yeah. <clears throat> they were like the guys that everybody wanted to uh emulate, everybody wanted to beat them. It's like the Van Camps now. Like everybody tries yeah. to be like them, everybody They're, tries to beat them. The Van Camps though, they seem to be a little quieter. Like they, 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 they kind of like, for as good as they are, they like fly under the radar. We put we nominated Kellen for Amateur Fighter of the Year and Cameron for Pro Fighter of the Year. Which if I had to pick, I would have picked Cameron as the Pro Fighter of the Year. He's four and one, one Hard Rock title and uh, Coliseum Combat title going up a weight class. And then Kellen won two titles. Other than, I mean, Tyler Ship was an obvious choice for Amateur Fighter of the Year. But right. I think that Pro Fighter of the Year was this was the first year where it was wide open. But I thought that Cameron had a really good shot to win it. Just you know, kind of flew under the radar. So it's interesting. It was very interesting. I usually don't get my picks of who I think is going to win stuff like that. <clears throat> I, I I really don't care. I just want people to vote for whoever you want to vote for. Just hit the website up and vote. <laughs> That's um, gonna be a good show. Speaking of voting, we have a we talked about we kind of came up with something new. Uh, do you want to talk about it or I, what our new well. idea was? It's not. It, it's almost. Feb, it's almost February, but in March we're gonna do bluegrass MMA. Gym madness is what we're gonna call it. A sixty-four gym bracket fan voting to decide. I guess the best or favorite or whatever gym in the area. I think the proper way to say it. Is to find out which gym has the highest fan support. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if you if you that's kind of a I don't know. because in a sense it's really popularity a popularity contest. contest. Yeah, but popularity contest goes back to the support of the gym. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. But we're playing off of March Madness and doing Gym Madness with the popular people. I mean, people love when we do voting stuff. Oh, they no absolutely what do. It is. Yeah, you can vote. Do you want us to be called Bluegrass and May or Redgrass and May? And people would love that. <laughs> But yeah, people love voting stuff, so it's going to be six rounds starting in March. And the fun part is March has five weekends. I think we're going to do it every weekend. 
Yeah, so that's when we have to in do in April, the first week of April. Yeah, that'll be the finals. But so how it's kind of going to work, we're still kind of playing this all by ear now. We got most of it down, finalized. But we're going to open up on the website for anybody to go in there. Nominate. Nominate their gym. Um, put your name, email address, name of the gym. We're going to take the top 64 nominations and create a bracket. We haven't really decided how we're going to do the bracket yet. Uh, officially, where, how we're going to break that down. Yeah, I think we talked about like north, south, east, and west. It's right. kind of hard because it would be nice to do by state, but we don't have, we have five states that we cover. Right. And we also don't know which gyms are going to be nominated yet. So it's hard to say how we're right. going to break it down until we got that information. I think that's most likely how we're going to break it down. But yeah, that'll right. all, we'll, that'll all kind of be play by ear. Yeah. So once we have all nominations, we're going to throw it up on to Facebook and we're going to have the fans vote each week, each weekend. Uh, two gyms are going to go up head to head, and whoever has the most votes that weekend are is going to advance to the next round. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first first round is going to be uh, what's 30, sixteen matchups, thirty two matchups. Oh yeah, thirty two matchups though. Yeah, so thirty two matchups is going to be the first round. Yep. And then second weekend will be sixteen, and then so on and so forth. So while you're filling out your NCAA March Madness bracket, you can also fill out your Bluegrass MMA Gym Madness bracket. It's going to be exciting. I hope people fill. I want to see people fill out their brackets like actually go through every round and fill out their brackets. See how close they can get to the actual results. It would be uh we'll play it by ear this year. Play it by ear this year. And um I mean I'll, this is something we can do every year. It is. But maybe next year we can like turn it into something much bigger yeah. where we do have like a bracket challenge. Yeah. But either way, be on the lookout for that. I think we're gonna probably start nominations here in a couple of weeks. Yes. So Get the nominations on the website, and then on Facebook, we'll have the voting. People love Facebook. They do. People love voting, arguing, everything on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, we might even, I mean, I don't know. We have Instagram now, too, so we can do some fun stuff with that. But the voting will start uh, March, I think it's like March 2nd. Yes. Friday. I so like we'll probably do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday for voting. Yeah. Maybe we'll, like, we'll do... The championship on Instagram and do it on a story so you can vote. Yeah. And you get 24 hours to vote. Do we have to be, uh, um, we'll talk about that, but you have to be like verified or something, right? No. To vote? Oh, okay. Use that. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. We'll do it on story. Yeah. But so you can follow us on Instagram too. Yeah. At Bluegrass MMA. That'd, That'd be exciting. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff coming down the pike. We do it now. Also, one place taking place this weekend: a new league fight series. Yeah, a new league fights. I don't know why I keep messing. We it can up. call it new league fight series if we want. Matt Montel, I don't think he get mad at us. He sent me the the finalized card, which we're going to post uh, probably Thursday or Friday. I'm going to look that up right now. I have honestly, I have not seen the finalized card yet, so I'm not sure who all is fighting on that event. We got uh, main event. So there's four pro fights. Main event, Jarrell Hodge, Saeed Jakob. Hodge is 5-2, and two, Jakob is 4-0. and oh. That's a, I mean, top two, I think, fighters, 135-pounders, maybe in the area, squaring off. And that was kind of like a throw-on at the end. Like, I know Montalvo had been looking for a fight for Jakob. He's a tough guy to match because he's just been running through people. Jarrell Hodge said, hey, I'll fight him. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fight anybody. That he will. Uh, coming event, Travis Hussey and PJ Cah- Cahigas. I think that's how you say his name. 
interesting story. Both of those guys, uh, Hussey started out 0-2, won three straight fights last year. He was a, a borderline nominee for Pro Fighter of the Year. Uh, won three, went three and zero last year. And Cahigas started out his career zero and five, and then won, I think four straight fights, something like that. And then, but he's like five and one in his last five. So, talk about a turnaround. Yeah, and all all those finish, all those fights are first round finishes. All those wins, so crazy. Uh, and then Brian Hauser. Doogie Hauser making his pro debut. He's a guy, man. He, he's a kind of fits in that mold of that Devont. Not as crazy as Devonte. No one's as crazy as Devonte, but has that like just that same mindset. Him, Jarrell Hodge, Devonte Smith. They all are very similar guys. But Hauser, I think, is probably the the most soft spoken. But man, he just has been was like blasting through guys as an amateur. Uh, five knockouts as an amateur including amateur knockout of the year. Making his pro debut, taking on Ryan Mandala, three and two. Finding out five fights in your pro debut, that's some like confidence going into your pro debut. Oh, absolutely it is. He's a guy, also, check it out. Uh, we have an article up on uh, on him uh, on bluegrassmma.com. And then TJ Rigel, former Ohio State wrestler, who I believe was like seven and one as an amateur as well as Hauser, making his uh, pro debut against James Sanchez. And I believe, if I'm not incorrect, all four of those guys, it's basically Ohio versus Team Top Notch out of Chicago. I know Jakob is from Team Top Notch, Cahigas, which I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mandala and Sanchez are all from Team Top Notch in Chicago. So you got Rigel, Hauser, Hussey, and Hodge representing Team Ohio. I think maybe Montalvo should play that up a little bit more. Right? Doing Ohio versus <laughs> Illinois. And then amateur, you got Tymese taking on Drew Dixon, Dakota Sorosiak, Daniel Hand, and Larkin Dash, who was nominated for Ring Card Girl of the Year, fighting Cherish Brown. Dash has a 3 and 1 record. So, well, oh, I didn't know Dash was a fighter. Yeah. She kicks, she kicks butt. I didn't know a really that. good fighter. Hmm. Ellie Hyden from uh, uh, Bizarro Promotions won the uh, Ring Card Ring Girl, Girl of the Year. Still got to give out some more. We I do. Think, I think I'm going to make you go to Bayfront Brawl so you can give out. Cause, uh, Where is that? Erie, PA. It's only like six hour drive. <laughs> I got that, man. No problems. <laughs> but uh, Ellie won and then uh, they had the Amateur Fight of the Year, uh, which was a, a women's fight. Uh, uh, Liz Lewis and oh, I can't remember her name, but they won the amateur fight of the year. It was awesome. I remember the fight. I remember watching the fight, but I don't remember <laughs> what her name was. Isn't that crazy? We got a so she many has events. A, uh, uh, Hope Chase. Yes, she won. Yep. Yeah, she yeah. was. She went like three and or four now last year too. She was in the amateur fighter of the year nominations. That's crazy. You know, if you look back, think back about uh, throughout the course of the last year, um, how many fights we've gone to. Yeah. And um, trying to remember specific fights. It can get hard sometimes. Do you remember? I was actually uh, looking on my time hop. The first year that we uh, we formed, we tried, We were trying to do 100 events. Were we really? The three of us, yeah. I don't know how close we got. That, honestly, 
that year was probably the best year. That was 2013. Yeah. It's been on decline every year since. I don't know if it even. Well, just also the number of events. Like I was well, looking at. Yeah, I was looking at Ohio. Uh, we just had the first event of Ohio um, last weekend, last weekend of January, which yeah. is crazy. There were 40 events in Ohio last year still, and this year it's going to be a lot less. I mean, yeah. So the, one event this month, one event next month. Yeah. So two events out of. And then March, 40, I think there's only, last year. March, I think there's only two or three. Well, there's two. There's the Arnold Amateur event and then uh, Alliance MMA. That same night, there's Cage Thunder. So that's three the first weekend. Yep. So more in the first weekend of March than the <laughs> first two months of March. But then I think Chuck Haskell has an event planned for March. We'll see if that, if that one happens. But that's all that's planned for. And then uh, Honor, yeah. end, of, end of March. So, so March is going to be a big month for uh, Ohio. Yeah, interesting. Uh, see if they can start to pick up some steam here. I know Honor's been doing a lot of events. IT, of course, is going to do a lot of events. And really, the only other consistent promotions are New League Fights. Uh, Justified Defiance had been doing a lot of events, but I'm not sure what, what they're up to now at this point. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the year for Ohio looks like. But Western PA, Pinnacle coming back. March 24th. Yeah. Saw the announcement from Mr. Matt Layshock. Yeah. I'm excited about that, man. I think that they're going to announce the main event here in the next couple of days, so that should be good. If you had to take a stab at it. I have no idea. I, I know a couple guys who I think are going to fight on the card, but I, I don't know who they're fighting. I know some guys who want to fight. I mean, they were talking about, you know, of course, the hype with Cherko and Castillo, the rematch, but Castillo right. announced he's fighting at uh, Bayfront Brawl, so I don't think that fight's going to happen. Plus, Cherko with his... Uh, uh, neck injury. He's just now getting back to training, so we'll see. Um, but I see Common there's a Worthy lot of guys. Common Worthy could be on the card. Nick Brown, who's the yeah. lightweight champ for uh, Pinnacle, could be on the card. I know Shaka Worthy, who was on the poster that they put up today. Uh, oh, I didn't he see was going to make his pro debut. Um, there's a bunch of guys in PA who could. Dan Kakuda could be on the card. I don't. I mean, there's just so many guys that could be on the card. Could be. I saw name. that they were going to, unless they got renamed a new venue. It's no. It's the uh, the venue where they started the Isoplex. Isoplex. It's called the Printscape Arena now. Gotcha. Printscape Arena at South Point, which is nice because don't have to drive all the way into Pittsburgh. It's on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, south of Pittsburgh, closer. It cuts off like almost 45 minutes of the drive, which is nice. But if I'm driving five hours to go there, I kind of want to see downtown Pittsburgh. I mean, you still can if you want to, but if you want to get in, get out, like it's a lot easier, right? A lot more convenient. So I remember the first time I went there, I went, I rode with uh, Chuck Wells. Yeah, probably with uh, Reggie was fighting, right? Yeah, and we stopped at um. There's a Pizza Hut outside uh, the Isoplex, right around the corner, somewhere around there. I just remember going there, having lunch before the fights. Venue was nice. It was uh, it's an ice hockey rink. Nothing special about it, but. It was cool how they had it uh, set up. It, it was really, I guess, ice I hockey's the, big in yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, the Penguins. The Penguins actually used to practice at okay. at that venue, arena, or whatever it's called. They have one side where they always have the ice, and then the side where the where Pinnacle is, they um, they. I guess it's also a soccer field as well. Uh, I'm not sure, but I know that they obviously don't have the ice out when yeah. fights are <laughs> there. <laughs> Slipping but, and sliding. Yeah, it uh, it's a cool venue. Um, and I think the fighters love that there's actual real locker rooms there. 
Uh, there's a little upstairs yeah. balcony area that, that people love. Uh, and those are the expensive tickets to get. But yeah, should be... Uh, I know that in the past, Pinnacle events had been streamed on Flow Combat. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how what they plan to do with this one. So That would be interesting. Some fun stuff coming up. I've got a busy month of March. I got... Uh, uh, hard Rock, March, first week of March, then Pinnacle, then Honor. I'm going to miss a Hard Rock show. You're going to be at Alliance, right? Um, um, yes, I'm going to try to get Alliance. Hopefully Arnold weekend. Arnold weekend. I'm really excited about that. I love you gotta do. See, that. that's cool because you can go up and you can do two events. You can yeah. go up and do fri- the Friday event, and then you can go up and do the Saturday. It's all amateur on Friday, all pro on Saturday, which should be cool. Apparently, there's boxing going on as well somewhere. You going to go to the boxing too? If it's not on one of the <laughs> main nights, I was like watching at the Arnold uh, Jiu Jitsu. They always have like combat Jiu Jitsu tournament. They have like uh, they have amateur boxing there. They do. There's I, a ton of st- Arnold. I love the Arnold. There's a I ton. Haven't been in a couple years though. I think I always hate it. I can't remember last year for some reason, but the year before it was snowing. Yeah, it's always it's always that. That weekend, no matter what, like you're it's like, cold. It's like you're like it's March, but it's always freezing cold. Yeah, and like the weekend before, the weekend after, it's warm. Yeah, but that weekend it is freezing. Yeah. Um, one of these years I want to enter in. They have two years ago, I think it was maybe three. They brought in uh, disc golf as a. You're gonna do sport. that? What about darts? I don't know. If that that's not really a. It is a sport. It is a sport. Yes, but it's not really well, much of a. Um, I always say if you can do it. With a beer in your hand, it's not a sport. You can do anything with a beer in your hand. Now, whether it's against the rules, you can't drive. You can't drive a car with a beer in your hand. You can't play football with a beer in your hand. Oh, you can. It just might get knocked out. Yeah. If you can do it safely with a beer in your hand, it's not a sport. Well, that takes out golf. Yeah. You can't do. You can't play golf with a beer in your hand. Like while you're playing, you can you can go to the sideline. Go. To the, Go to the golf cart, get you a beer. I mean, I've yeah. been known to do that a couple times. Yeah, that's different. While you're playing or doing the sport, if you can have a beer in your hand safely and still do it, it's not a sport. But you can't do it accurately, right? So, go- I mean, you can't swing a swing a golf club with a beer in your hand. <laughs> I watched uh, Charles Barkley swing. Yeah, on, you, up on your Facebook. swing would probably still look better than his with. Oh my god, that was horrible. Yeah. That was on another level. All right. Is that about it? Is that enough? I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know when we start it. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, I got a big weekend this weekend. Before, so I got Beer Fest on Friday. Yes. Which is like my Christmas. If um, you listened last week, we talked about beer. Next week, I'm going to have a breakdown of all the beers I drink. Do you have a? Uh, do you have your tickets yet for that? Yeah. Is it sold out yet? I don't know. Why do you want to go? I do. I can't go Saturday, obviously. We're going Friday. Yes. Let's go. You want to do it? Yep. Right. They don't have Bud Light. Mm, can't bring it. I just want you to go <laughs> and drink. I want you to... The thing that is interesting, and in another craft beer conversation, this, will, this won't be long, but there's so many different styles of beer. You can try... I mean, you could try 50 that you don't like and then try 50 that you love. That's the cool thing about... there. I mean, you can have a beer that's a stout and completely black. You can have a beer that's a sour. That's sour, obviously. You can have a light beer. You can have dark beer, double IPA, triple IPA. 
I guess Belgian this is the style thing beer. It depends on you have to figure out what what you like, what your style is. I don't see the point of drinking beer unless yeah. I'm going out to have a good time. Like I would I'm never go to, to have a good time at Beer Fest. I, like I would never go to Kroger or a brewery and get a six pack to bring home, let it sit in the refrigerator and drink it. Like that's that's not my style. Oh, okay. I don't drink. I mean, now I kind of have to drink at home because I have two cases of beer that I made. But <laughs> I drink at home like maybe once a week. I might have a beer or two. But I'm. It's more m- to me going out and doing a social thing. So that's why. I mean, that's why I like craft beer. And with the fun but, thing about it is going to all the breweries and different beers and things like that. And I get that. But to me, it's like, why am I going to pay five six dollars for beer when I can have my it's better three dollar Bud Light that tastes amazing to me well and we're both going to end up in the same spot yeah on the floor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, i don't know it, it just is what you are i like i said last week there's a time and a place for me for bud light i still will every once in a while drink a bud light i'm not i don't say i'm a, I'm a craft beer fan but i'm not a snob i don't say you know you have shitty beer because i i've made the mistake of saying i really really dislike beer and then my palate changes, and six months later, I love that beer. Right. I used to hate sour beers, and then I found one that I loved, and it's like hmm, I can't believe I love you this. like that one from Ur- <laughs> Pocket Watch, Urban Artifact. Yeah, I got some Urban Artifact in my car. Oh, did you pick it up at the? <laughs> you really picked some? Did you pick it up some last week too? Uh, no, I think I got something different last week. No, but did you stop and actually get something? Oh yeah, I told you I can't live. I can't live on over here. It's too convenient. See, this is why you need to come over here when you do podcasts in yeah. person. So you can get a, yeah. That's your excuse. Honey, I'm going to do a podcast, but also pick up a six-pack. Yeah. All right. Good beer talk. You coming on Friday then? Uh, I believe, so it starts at 6.30? 7.30. 730? What time do you go to 11. Uh, I think we're going to get dinner. We'll talk about it off, off air. Okay. Um, so everybody, check out bluegrassmma.com for all kinds of information this week leading up to three amazing events. Hard Rock MMA 96 in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Hoosier Fight Club HFC 36 in Michigan City, Indiana. And then, of course, New League Fights in Mount Pillar, Ohio, which is just west of Toledo. And, of course, always check out Bluegrass MMA on Twitter, at Bluegrass MMA. On Instagram, we're really going to be pushing Instagram. So check us out there, um, especially on Fight Nights. We're going to try to do some videos of previews of the fights that are going on and maybe toss up a couple stories as well follow us there at bluegrass mma and of course you can follow me everywhere on social networks at i am juan valley i'm at i i am mma mckinney <laughs> at mma mckinney on all social networks mma mckinney.com too if you want to listen to some or read some craft beer stuff yes yeah, check that out he's got an excellent beer blog if you're into the craft beer scene but until next week we're signing off. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, for those of you who saw us on Facebook Live, let us know how you like that. And we might try to move to that format moving forward. So take care, and we'll see you next week. In the club on a late night, feeling right, looking, trying to